BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. I have a couple of things I can report to you guys from Bears Camp if you want. Oh, let's get it. Do you guys even want me here, though? I, I listened to the last no. episode. <laughs> didn't get your old ass out of here. It did not sound like it. <laughs> I listened to the last episode, the Young Cast, and it was The Young very Dude good. Cast, get it right. I thought it was called the Young Cast. No, it's called the Young Dude Cast. Sorry. An old person would say that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We can, we can make that a spinoff. We can do that. Find some sponsors. Nah, Everybody don't need Young Dude Cast, but uh, you enjoyed it. I did. It was it was ironic to me that you guys, and doing your young person episode, talked about like an older person thing of you know balancing work life and family and job and st- and personal life versus job. So, and and I've always liked that about both of you. You guys both have had like different. You guys have both gone about it different ways and have like different views on it, but you both think ahead in that way. You both think about, yeah, I'm in my 20s or I'm 30 or whatever, but what kind of person do I want to be when I'm 40 or what do I want to be like at that point? What do I want my life to be like? And I respect that. I think that's good. I found myself like it was weird listening to an episode with just the two of you because we've never done that. And usually we listen to an, uh, usually if I'm not in, I listen to an episode and it's got, or I don't listen to it sometimes, um, but you have like Marshall Harris on and so, or something like that. And it's like, it doesn't usually feel to me like it's my show that's, um, that is happening without me. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. when it was just you and Tone, I kept wanting to like chime in and I'm like, oh wait, I'm not on. I'm listening to this in my car. <laughs> it was like you and Tone talking about a thing that I would know about. Mm-hmm. Tony really? went to me for that advice once of how do you balance work and personal life, but he he went to me for that by text. He just said, 
hey, what's the secret? He just texted me, hey, what's the secret to work-life balance? What's the yeah. secret to being part of your family when you have a business? To me, and, and 120 like, characters. I don't think life. we can cover this in a text. That's, that's not that's not wild, considering that we've also received a text from him. Hey, I've been thinking about death a lot lately. Oh gosh, yeah. What was that a year or two ago? <laughs> and I'm like, Tony, what's going on? He's like, Oh, not like I want to hurt myself, but like I, it makes me want to live more. <laughs> it was the funniest <laughs> series of but, text messages ever. Russ, it was. It's a non-event. It's not what you would think that text means. No, but but it was rattling enough that I remember where I was when I got it. <laughs> I remember that I was sitting at the whatever the Titans Stadium is called in Nashville. At, on a Saturday night watching a Bears preseason game, getting that text, and I'm like, uh, oh, do I need to, like, drop everything? Do I need to, like, leave work and f- figure out what's going on here? And it's just Tony, you know, just having his musings, just thinking his thoughts. I've been thinking about death a lot lately. I said, <laughs> I hope Tony not over here. I drive over to Burbank right now. <laughs> Make sure my man not trying to hurt himself. But then, 10 seconds later, no, nah, I just, just kind of want to live more. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. I mean, yeah, like, we got there. You, you could have phrased it a thousand different ways that didn't make me and Jason think you wanted to. There probably should have been a preface. A hundred percent. There should have been. Everything's fine. I've just been feeling philosophical today. Well, I mean, and I, then I, I would have you known know, not the, to bother with those texts till the next day. It's just the business uh, that we're in. You know, you you need the the eye popping headline to get people to to click on. Uh, what what you really want to say? So, you know, I don't know. I didn't do it on purpose, but that's kind of how it went. Where you know, you guys caught the headline. You were like, "Oh man, what's going on?" And then I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> it was clickbait, Russ. It was clickbait yeah. by text. Yeah, tone clickbait. <laughs> I I was thinking of uh, I was thinking like, well, one thing we might talk about today is like what we did over the summer. But I was thinking you, you must not think of summer the same way as you used to, Russ, because summer is... No, no, it's not like, a break. You don't have... It's, <laughs> it's not summer when you're a oh, baseball writer. He's a baseball guy. Yeah, I guess, I guess but, is it like... Like... Is it like January for you? Or what do you, what do you feel like is your... Because you uh, have... Because anytime you cover a sport, it is kind of like when you're in school where you're full go most of the year, but then there's a long break at some point. When is it's that? It's weird because I work, I work year round. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because I do the TV side now, that's every day. Like, when everybody has 4th of July, this year I did not have that. Like, I, I was working. I was in the studio. Right. Um, And we don't have, like, summer hiatus like the, the big networks have just yet. So, like, I get comp days. So I can take a day off because I didn't get 4th of July, because I don't get Memorial Day, etc. I'll get, like, Christmas, Thanksgiving. But, but yeah, with... In, with being on TV and also being a baseball writer, my break is, and I say break loosely because in the off season for baseball, there's still a lot going on. Um, when the World Series ends to about the first week in February is like a more downtime. But yeah. as a national guy, like when I was on the beat, at, in a World Series to first week in February, I'm chilling. Now yeah. it's that last week after Christmas to the first week of February. Isn't it funny how that shrinks? That just shrinks yeah. and shrinks and shrinks the older you get. Yeah. I used to have like two months off in the summer, and now it's five weeks. 
And that is a big difference. So do you do you associate like those childhood feelings, like those good feelings about summertime with that part of the year now? Do you associate like you think like, oh, no, oh, November, December, man, that feels good. I love the wintertime anyway. I know people think I'm a weirdo for that because I live in Chicago and love the wintertime. But all the fun stuff happens in the winter. Thanksgiving, a couple weeks later, uh, my birthday, my mom's birthday, Christmas. And like now I plan my vacations for that time that yeah. I just mentioned after Christmas and, you know, after uh, going into the new year. Um, so I plan a trip that for this upcoming winter where I'm going to go to the Dominican for a week. Hmm. And then similar to what I did the last time, I'm going to come back. And then that night I'm going to fly to Europe and then I'm going to do London for three days, Amsterdam for three days, Paris for four days. And come home. That's quite a trip. Amsterdam is going to be kind of just like your normal life, but on a different continent, I think. <laughs> More debaucherous? Could it be? Are you, are you saying I'm going to the red light district, Jason? Is that what you I saying? don't know anything about Amsterdam. I'm talking out of turn because I don't even know what it's like. Eat bananas out of places? Yo, we, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to talk about that because your girl is those wild. Yeah, see, I know about She's that. wild. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I've been I've been in different group chats saying. <laughs> I I've caught up on it. This was like a cram session today. I'm like, what all has happened in the last month that I need to know about? Yo, the the Twitter streets are popping. Uh, uh, Beyonce's uh stepdad, <laughs> they caught him. Four K, because his likes were crazy. Like he was <laughs> he was in there watching some. You talking about debauchery? There was some there was some filth in there. Streets are talking, huh, Tone? Yeah. Oh, always talking. But how? going back to our summer vacation before we dive into uh, all that, uh, now during the summer, I look at the joy in kids' eyes, right? They get to stay up late and all that, no responsibility the next day or anything. And I look at it, I'm like, wait till that Bud Billiken parade come around. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, here's the thing, Tone, you're right. Because <laughs> that's that's usually, that's the Chicago sign that it's time. That's yeah. when your mom hit that, hey, y'all need to get back on y'all back. schedule. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'll be looking at all those kids like, yep, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, enjoy your little your little summer break. But y'all guess need to get what? Back on y'all you're schedule. pulling up back to school. And, and Walmart's gotten crazy because before it's, all right, first week in August, then they bring the back to school stuff out where you got the, the composition notebooks and the wide rule, college rule paper, pencil. Now they're doing it in like the middle of July. I'm like, damn, yes, these kids I, can't have nothing. I, I burn man hand rubs. I'm like, let's go. Let's get them back. 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 Yeah, so but, so spiteful. I don't know. I'm with Tone because some of these kids need to get your asses back in the school. No, no, stuff don't, is crowded. Don't. <laughs> it's crowded. It's <laughs> expensive. And it's because kids sit, are out of school. You sound like an old person complaining about the back to school stuff starting too early. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. This is the kind of stuff I complain about. Like, I'm yeah. complaining about, like, last month, I'm taking my daughter to Hobby Lobby or Michael's or one of those craft stores, and they got a whole section of Halloween stuff up already in July. That's the kind of stuff old people complain about. But I, so I went to the aquarium last weekend for the first time in, like, 15 years now i used to love the oh, aquarium, I love the aquarium. and yeah. still speak highly of it even though i hadn't gone mm-hmm. and i live right across the street i have mm-hmm. the the resident discount so i'm like yeah it's time to, let's go to the aquarium go to the aquarium on sunday and man when i tell you first of all you walk into the aquarium or you can't just walk into the aquarium they got this thing where you, you have your online ticket 
and they said, yo, if your appointment or your ticket is for one o'clock, don't bring your ass up here before one o'clock. <laughs> 30 minute window to get in here. If you come in after that 30 minute window, your ticket is invalid. So then they got you, you get in it's there. Pressure. It is. For so an you aquarium get there, trip. You get there, you get in these long line. Now it's hot that day. Now you got all these people outside. You get inside, then there's a line to get the elevator, but they don't tell you, oh yeah, you can take the stairs and not wait in the line. So you get upstairs and droves of people, which it's the aquarium. Kids are enjoying themselves, smiling. I enjoyed that part because it's like, oh man, I remember what that feeling was like. But then it's really hot in there because you have so many people. They didn't have really great air circulation. And then it's the people with the strollers, man. They don't have spatial awareness. And they don't know how large these strollers actually are. So they're running into you. They're not saying, excuse me, which gets them. That's that's something that's a pet peeve of mine. Like, if you know you have this big ass stroller here with this kid that really can walk, but you, you got him <laughs> rolling around, please say, excuse me. So I can see the the chin, the 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 eels and and the piranhas and all this other stuff. I just came here to see some penguins out getting no, jost- I just jostled by your stroller, man. The dolphins jump in the air, and here you go with these big ass strollers running over people's feet. Yeah, yep. And those strollers get bigger. Those half those strollers look like a jeep now. Yeah, for kids that can walk, to be honest. Yes. That's true. <laughs> These kids got feet scraping the ground and we're I, rolling them around. That's weird to me because it's like I can't wait to shed all the equipment when I've had babies. I'm like, can't wait to be done with this car seat. Can't wait to be done with this stroller. Can't wait to be done with this uh, diaper bag. All this. Like, I just want to be able to walk places like a normal person. And you can't until the kid is probably like three or something like that. But yeah, that's I, how I kind of view summer now because I had to go to work. And they get to stay up late and do all the things. So I just, I just side eye them like wait to that butt, that butt billiken parade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a loathe in, in, in the, in the sadness that is the butt billiken parade. We should just start walking around to random kids in the city tone and just start. It's time for you to get back on your skates. <laughs> Walk off. When you, when you said, when you said, you made reference to that like five minutes ago, talking about your mom. Getting mm-hmm. you on back on the schedule that made my blood boil. I hated that. <laughs> I hated that, and and I hate we're doing it right now. And I have to kind of like smile and go along with it with my wife, even though <laughs> grin and bear it. Even though I would hate it if I was those kids, I would mutiny. If I was my children, I would revolt up up, up against us over this. My, but my, my mom was even worse. My mom was like, "Stay ready, so you don't have to get ready." My mom is like, "You guys, you guys are getting up at eight a.m. every day." We were doing summer reading before it was like part of class, part of high school. But my wife is on my kids right now, and it's like August 2nd or something. And my wife is on them. All right. It gets serious. Starting August 1st. She's been saying this to them for like a week. And I have to be like, yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yep. Even And I kind of agree with my wife about this. But I also kind of know I'd hate it if I was 9 or 12, like my children. But she's like, you're going to start doing like one sheet of math every day. We're going to start reading some Shakespeare kind of periodically. And uh, by the way, you got to be up at, you know, 830 or 9. I think she's giving them till 9, which is not bad, in my opinion, as someone who had to be up at 8 every day in the summer under my mom's law. Uh, But pretty early, especially for Grace, the 12-year-old, she's in that like teenager mode where she'd sleep till 1130 if you let her. Did your mom do that? Was your mom like... 
August first, you got it because you made reference oh, to yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you knew that experience. No, for sure. It, it's less the the getting up time. It's the going to bed time. Like you can get up whenever, but just know it, it's time y'all can't stay up all night anymore because they get <laughs> they let us get a couple months of all right. We go to bed at you know one two. Three, mm-hmm. sometimes six. You know how it goes in the summertime where it's time doesn't really matter after midnight. And then yeah, August first, it's hey, y'all really need to get back on y'all schedule. So it's time to go to bed. Yeah. I don't I've never understood that from I never understood that as a kid where it's like you need to stay on schedule or start getting on schedule, getting in your routine. Cause it's like like so what? First day of school I'm gonna be tired and then it'll be normal the next day. I'll be back on my normal schedule right. day two. Right. What are, we, what are we talking about here? Yeah, <laughs> that is just an excuse for parents to tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. I spent my summer like seeing the time go by and seeing myself get older. I, I could tell I got older this summer. Like I'm shuttling my kids around. I'm like to camps and I'm trying to like find little three day stretches where we could do something amid all these camps. And the doctor visits that I've had over the last three months have really been like you're hit every doctor I've been to, and these are just like routine whatever things you have to do when you're 39, I guess. They've all been kind of giving me some form of the talk of like, you know, you're getting a little older, you need to pay more attention to fill in the blank, whatever it is. Like the dermatologist was all over me about like, you have to start coming in every year now, and you really have to. She gave me a pretty stern talk about sunscreen. Yeah, Jason, you, I don't know what you're doing. Well, I'm doing a pretty good job on the sunscreen now. Okay. I've, yeah, I've kind you. of been, I've kind of been hit and miss over the years. We lived in Florida, so you kind of know it when you live there. That you got to be careful with it. But now she's, she's like, this needs to become like sunscreen and and moisturizing and all this stuff like nonstop all the time. Now it's like high stakes. And I have all these, but I have these things like I go to the regular doctor, or I go to the dentist, and like the thing that I find difficult about being this age, about being thirty nine, is it's like. It, how do I tell the difference between something's wrong with me and this is what everyone's back feels like at 39. This is what everyone's knee feels like at 39. At the dentist the other day, it was like, are, are my teeth like like sensitive like in a bad way or is that just like what it's like being this age? And he's like, yeah, that's kind of something that comes with age. So I've been getting a lot of lectures from all of them. I, 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 went to, uh, I, I went to the regular doctor. I don't know what you call that, like the family practitioner or something like that. Yeah, your general practice. Yeah, my just yeah. normal doctor because, um, like, my stomach was bothering me a lot. And I'm like, I got to figure this out. I got to figure out what's going on. And, she, and, you know, she's like, basically everything seems fine. Like, I wouldn't really worry too much about this. But she, she started in on, like, you know, you need to, you know, in the next couple of years, you're going to have to start getting, uh, you know, colonoscopies and stuff like and my And my kids overheard me telling that to my wife and thought, like, once they asked me what that was, they thought it was hilarious. They want to know, like, if they can get in there and help work the camera. Oh, no. Um, this doctor, though, this was this is a, a kind of a side street on this conversation. But the doctor was like, well, everything seems fine. You know, with your stomach, you seem fine. Like, you know, when I ask you about certain things, you seem fine. Your blood works good, all this. So kind of based on everything we know now at this point, you know, there, there didn't seem to be anything wrong with you. So here's our next steps. Here's what we can do. Next next step is number first, get a scan. And if that comes back clean, then you go for a colonoscopy. That's number two. See, and if that comes back clean, number three is we try some dietary changes. And I'm sitting there like, is that the order that we have to do that in? Like, is there any way we could try dietary changes first? Because that sounded like the least bad of those things. 
Nah, got to get in that butt. You know, that's what's going on. <laughs> You'd be good at that job, Tom. Oh, no. Whoa. Hey. Whoa. That's the yoiest yo that has ever yoed on this podcast. Not like that. You'd be good at getting in that butt. Whoa. Not like that. But he'd be good at, like, being the the receptionist and saying really uncomfortable things to people (laughs) when they check in. (laughs) Or making really inappropriate jokes. But he would lighten the mood. He would kind of put them at ease, I think. What's your name? Uh, Jason Leisure. Uh, Jason Leisure. How do you spell that? Okay, okay. L I E C R. Ah, so we we gonna be getting in that book today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you worry. Doctor Johnson has fairly advertised hands. Yeah. <laughs> I picture Tony like you know getting the person checked in, and then he holds up one of those old disposable cameras. He's like, "We'll be using this." <laughs> and, uh, when we're done, if you don't mind, if you could just take that over to Walgreens and you get know, it developed. So about an hour, we got about an hour. You can get that developing and see what we got there. Um, have you ever had uh, anything no. like that before? No, no. I, I've always heard that the worst thing is, and, and I don't need to do this now. This is probably like five years away. Um, but I've always heard the worst thing is like the day before, the stuff you got to drink. It's oh, like yeah, having yeah. it's kind of like, like having a, out. it's like having mm-hmm. the flu for the day. Yep, no solids, all Jello. Yeah. But and in all seriousness, man, you de- should go get a colonoscopy. Take your ass to the doctor. Dude. Like go to the doctor. Yeah, literally, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. That's not. That's not even. <laughs> literally, like, yeah. I know. I know. We, <laughs> that's yeah. Tony would show yeah. up wearing a T-shirt. That's <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, I'm definitely going. I am not playing around with that. I am as soon as I hit the age that they tell you to. Yeah. As soon as my birthday come, hey, sign me up. No, same Let's here. Check. Same here. But this would be early. Right now at 39 would be early. And if and if like one of the options is why don't we just try not having dairy for a couple of weeks? I think we should try that first. I'm not a doctor, but I'd be all in favor of trying that before we, you know, get up get in out there. the Kodak or whatever. <laughs> Kodak and the KY. Yeah. <laughs> Little Kodak. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yo, want... I, I, I was going to say it's year of our Lord 2023, and the, mm-hmm. the the way they figure out you got prostate cancer or anything wrong with your colon is they still got to get in your butt. Like, there's no other way that we can, can figure this thing out in 2023. <laughs> like, with all the technological advances that we have, you still got to put KY on a rubber glove and get up in there. Like, really? Who, who thought of this? Well, it's pretty good. I, mean... I, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, that's all the technology. That's pretty good technology. I can have my groceries delivered to my house, but you gotta finger me to, to find out if I got cancer or not. Like, I come on, man. Tony was trying to like sneak a bowl of Lucky Charms in while you were talking. He <laughs> spit it right choked. back out into the bowl when you said it. That's what you get, Tony. <laughs> you would think we'd be at a point now where we could like swallow a pill that has the camera in it or something like that. I, I hear you on that. We have everything else. But, I would like, prefer that. That sounds better, bro. Like. Take me to dinner in a movie for it. <laughs> we still got to do that. Maybe that's something Sports Jason LLC can start to invest in. Uh, less uh, invasive. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, what we should, that's what we should do, yeah. Russ. We should just, we should branch this out from, uh, you know, podcast where we talk about sports and our butts into like X, the X app that does everything. 
It's not just Twitter anymore. It's it's everything. Sports Jason can be a one-stop shop for uh, burp and fart jokes and all your medical needs. We can call that a we can call it get getting in that boot. <laughs> call it medical adjacent. Oh my god! It's um, not real medical care, but we it, start it the show? to it. <laughs> I, we haven't done show. it before. Well, well, we start right, the show with your. We can start the show with your new catchphrase. We have, no, it's not gonna be sports adjacent on, yeah. right under there getting in that yeah. butt. No, 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 no. no. As, somebody as somebody writes it, I'm like, oh, you're gonna, I'm gonna have to redirect you to our get department. No. <laughs> you've reached the, you've reached the podcasting department. This isn't who you want. Nah, you need the get department. They'll, they'll take care of you over there. We haven't done this in a long time with everybody assembled. It's been a little while. We were Had on a little a, bit of a summer break. Yeah, a a a. We, we, for everybody out there, we tried to make sure that everybody got a summer vacation hiatus, you know, um, time off to chill because we, we all work a lot throughout the year. And so it's trying to figure out how we get you guys content. How do we make sure that, you know, uh, we're also mentally good. So we're all back now. Everybody's had their time to kind of relax and chill and do their thing but uh no nah, it's good to be back go ahead and start it up jay it is good to be back it is <laughs> tony is like elon musk but without all the money all the, <laughs> bro, idea, bro, bro, all the idea all the ideas but none of the money nah, yeah. yeah he can't put it into action <laughs> right like, why don't we start a, why don't we start a branch of the company that's medical like uh, okay yeah i mean we're a podcast but cool right <laughs> okay I got ideas. I just don't have the funding, you know. You got a, that's what. So. That's exactly what I just <laughs> told you. <laughs> Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host Russ Dorsey, confirmed real one, Russ Dorsey, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and producer extraordinaire, the goaded producer Tony Gill. What's going on, Tone? Yo, was that we're matchers today? We both got yellow on. Yeah, I got my uh, Everglades National Park homage T-shirt. I'm a fraud. I would never set foot in the Everglades. I would watch like a Netflix documentary about the Everglades, but I'm not going in the Everglades. That's crazy. Hot, dirty, and bugs. No thanks. Mm, I like being outside, but I don't like, I'm not like, I don't like being outdoors. I'm not an outdoorsman. Same, big, same. Like, I. Outside's cool. I hate, I probably hate bugs as much as anything, anything else. Yeah. Like, Mm. mosquitoes are terrible. Spiders, shit that bite you. Like, come on, man. We could do without that. We could do without that. Well, we probably need it for something. I'm not smart enough to know what it is. I know I get yelled at every time I swat at a bee by everybody in my house. Why? Because we need the bees, I guess. I don't know. I'm not. Yo, there's, you, you know, there's a trend on, I learned on uh, IG and TikTok that you can, like, if you ever have a wasp's nest at your home, you just take a glass and fill it. It's about here with gasoline and you put it right. You you hold the, the glass or cup or vessel up to the nest and all of the wasps are so attracted to the scent and then they just fall right in. Really? And then y'all die. Wow. Wow. It's very yeah. stupid of them. The more you know. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, well, I, I mean, I don't have to worry about that. But when I do, <laughs> I know I'm going to Speedway. 
<laughs> I, I have an electric paddle that I use for bugs. It's, it looks like a ping pong paddle, like outline in plastic, and then it's like these lines, these wires that go across it. So like like a like a tennis racket that's the size of a ping pong paddle, basically, and okay. it's electric. And so you uh, you kill you zap the mosquitoes with that, but it does not zap. It does not kill a wasp. It will like mess it up a little bit. It'll like concuss. Stun it. Yeah, but it's not going to kill it. You got to like after you hit it, find it, and, and then kill it. Kill it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. They're all bees to me. Anything that's like black and yellow and can sting you, I'm thinking like whether it's a wasp or a hornet or a yellow jacket or what. They're all bees to me. Um. Yes, I'm with you on the bugs. That can ruin your summer. We get mosquito treatment, and it's worth it because that can ruin your summer, having bugs eating you up. Uh, Tony Gill, the extraordinary producer, Tony Gill, is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. When you you sleep all uh, all cradled and cupped in your Sheets and Giggles, Tony, where where do they get? Where do they get? Oh, oh, get up right in that boot. They should start using that as one of their slogans, Russ. (laughs) Uh, that's the real get department. <laughs> so Sheets and Giggles should have the get department. Sheets and Giggles, I, I thought about them during the heat wave, and I don't know if it's still ongoing in some parts of the country, but it was all, it, it hit the Midwest hard last week where we live. And I was thinking like Sheets and Giggles is the only sheets I'd want to be sleeping in when it's like 95 degrees outside. And then we got the little like the three, four days of perfection over the weekend mm-hmm. where it was like mm-hmm. 75 and it's like oh my god this I, I forgot what this felt like right um nah man sheets and giggles still the elite remains the undefeated champ of sheets like man so soft as somebody who sleeps on natural like it, there's nothing more that you want than some soft eucalyptus sheets hugging you they hug you just give you a nice hug Cupping you is the word Tony likes to use. Yeah, they, they'll cup you too. These, these are great, great sheets. Very comfortable. Year-round, they're good. I keep the regular, pretty much year-round, I keep the regular sheet set on my bed. In the wintertime, my wife likes to use the flannel, so I you know go along with that. But <laughs> I highly, highly recommend the sheet set. And you can get it for 23% off. You can get 23% off everything at Sheets and Giggles if you use our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash S-A. It's Fort the Jason. only... Uh... I was going to say, it's the only bedding that I, I want rubbing on my meat. That's good, mate. That, that's, you're, you're really like making your case as a pitch man here. Maybe they'll shift over to you. Maybe they'll sponsor you. Yeah, I hope so. I can just see a billboard with you saying that. Only sheets I want on my meat. Yeah. Right outside, yeah. O'Hare, right as you're driving in or out of O'Hare. <laughs> Me and then Erlacher. Yeah, you'd see that amid all the Brian Erlacher hair ends. Yeah. <laughs> People must think that like that's all we do here is Brian Urlacher hair, like his hair replacement when they land here. Because you get bombarded with that. I, I can't think of any other city where you get bombarded with something like that as soon as you land. Maybe New Orleans. You get bombarded with all the different things you can do that are Vegas? bad, basically. Vegas, maybe. With the casinos, yeah. yeah. Casinos in the show. Come, where do you think casinos? Tony... Tony thinks, by the way, Tony thinks that he might be going to the Super Bowl this year, which is in Vegas. Ooh, so, Tom. like, this this fantasy world the that we archery. had of what, what it'd be like to have Tony in Vegas, like, that might come true. Tony's been on a business trip recently, and, and it was not to something as exotic as Las Vegas, but I want to get into that uh, a little bit later today and find out what 
Tony on a business trip is like. I heard a little bit of it. I heard him talking about how good he is at schmoozing. Business tone. Business tone. <laughs> Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app and use our promo code ADJACENT1000 to get this offer. Your first bet with BetMGM is paid back in free betting credits up to $1,000 if you don't win. So you can bet on baseball. We're getting very, very close to where you can bet on football. People bet on preseason football even. And I guess that would make a preseason game a lot more interesting if you had some money riding on what the fourth stringers are going to do in the fourth quarter. Uh, but you can bet on any of these things. And if you use promo code ADJACENT1000, you will get paid back up to $1,000 in free future betting credits if you don't win at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. I did one other kind of old person thing recently that I wanted to get you guys' opinion on. This is a parenting thing, and I know that neither of you has kids, but Tony, you are your preparations for that are well underway. Mm-hmm. And and Russ, I feel like I feel like you're a good gauge for things like this um, because you kind of have a foot in both camps. Like you're young enough and are recently enough a kid that you kind of remember what that's like. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of it, you hate children. So this will be perfect. Why do people keep throwing that narrative out there about me? Mm. Why do you keep throwing that narrative? No, I don't. Get I these strollers kids. out of here. Get mm. these kids off this airplane. No. Get these kids out of this that's restaurant. That's a parenting thing. That's a parent shut, thing. Shut that kid up. <laughs> that's Tone. That's Tone. He's the one that said, I don't want to go to a, a steakhouse and see ch- kids and he was going to smack them. I don't want to be going to some nice, fine dining establishment like Red Lobster and I can't even focus on reading the menu because That's all the babies sad. are <laughs> And I'm with them. The pinnacle of fine dining. Um, so one thing that happens when you're a parent is you will tell your kids something over and over and over and over. And stop doing this. Stop doing this one particular thing or start doing this one particular thing or stay on top of this one particular thing and they'll continue to not do it. So my nine-year-old, Anna, has a terrible habit of leaving stuff everywhere. Not just in our house, but like... It's very routine that I'll get a text from a neighbor saying, Anna left her jacket here. Anna left her shoes in our driveway somehow. Uh, <laughs> she's and, and this kid's always outside. She's always out playing with friends. She runs the neighborhood, basically. She rounds up all the kids. She is she is the... Uh, the coup against she, the parents. Would that. you call her the... Maybe. Would you call her the big homie of our neighborhood? Or Yeah. She sounds check, like the big homie. You gotta the check in the with Anna when you get there. Um, <laughs> in the mean streets of Elgin. Yes. Anna leaves her bike out all the time. And I always tell her, like, hey, you can't be leaving that bike out. Somebody's going to take that. And I finally had enough. I told my wife, like, a couple weeks ago, I might do something like this if it got, if it pushed me over the edge enough. But the other night, it's like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, and I'm shutting the garage door. I'm, like, closing up the house for the night. And I see her, her bike's out there, Russ. Not just left out, but left out, like, by the sidewalk. By the mailbox. This is like almost where you would leave something if you wanted pickers to come and, and take get it. it. Yeah, if you had a couch you were getting rid of. And so I'm like, all right, that's it. So I went and got her bike and I took it in the backyard and I locked it in the shed and told no one. And nobody goes in the shed except me. All that's in there is, you know, the lawnmower and stuff like that. Stuff the kids don't want. Grace, my 12-year-old, also left her bike out that night. And this is kind of unfortunate for Grace. She got kind of swept up in this because Grace doesn't really do that very often. Grace is on top of her stuff. But I'm like, I can't take one of the bikes and not both. 
So I took both of my daughter's bikes into the backyard, locked them in the shed, told no one, not even my wife. Next day, they go to get their bikes like around 11 a.m. I'm at work. And I get a text from my wife that says, did you take their bikes? <laughs> I'm getting ready to walk into a press conference and I get a I get a text that says, did you take their bikes? So they are freaking out, especially Anna. Did you say, please tell me you said no. I didn't answer. Ah. Uh, I, I wanted them to feel it a little bit. So when I did eventually tell them, Anna was very relieved. But I would say out of the two, like, she reacted the way you'd want her to react as a parent. She was like, oh, thank you, Dad. I've learned my lesson, like, appreciative of the lesson. Grace, I think, was ready to slash my tires. <laughs> Grace was, like, finding the can of gasoline in the G- in the shed and seeing what she was going to do with that. You tested um, one of the big homies on the block. <laughs> like, it's see, Jason, look at it from this point of view. They're already the big homies of, of the block of the kids. Everybody got to check in when they come into the cul-de-sac. They know the house at the end of the cul-de-sac. You know what time it is. Check in with the big homies before yep. you do something, before you play outside, yep. before you do anything. Yep. Right? Check in. That's what people right? always say in our neighborhood. So yeah. it's really a flex to say, hey, I dare one of y'all to come take my bike. I dare one of you to steal oh, oh, from the big okay. homie. Okay. All right. This is really a protection for your house, Jason, to let the whole neighborhood know all you have to put your bikes in, not the big homies. All right. And I can leave her car unlocked. You know, nobody's going to touch it. Oh, definitely. Nobody. It's it's the ultimate flex, Jason. You should be proud of that. See, I I wish Jason had said, no, I did not take their bikes. So, So you clearly think I did the right thing by pulling this on them. Yeah, for sure. Like at some point you have if the, if you've told the, uh, Anna about leaving the bike out a lot, man, and she's did it again, and you were already fed up, didn't do it the last time, then you said, "All right, she does it again," and she does it now. Yeah, everybody's bike getting taken, and then when Ashley texts you, you say, "No, I I didn't." <laughs> well, I, I don't need to lie to Ashley. Like Ashley can be in on it. Yeah, if you if the, all right, let me do that. I don't want you lying to your wife. I don't, I don't make think, sure she's in I, on it. I don't think Ashley would have pulled this. I don't think my wife would have done this, but I I don't think she objected to it. Dude, from time to time at church, they send home an email that says lost and found. They send it to like all the parents and there'll be a photo of all the things kids have left. Every time I get that email, I'm like, all right, let's open this up and see which of Anna's things are in this picture. And that, that bike, man, like that bike gets left out all the time. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make that that blood raise a little bit, right? You know, say, oh man, is somebody a gr bike right in front of the right in front of our house. <laughs> like that's how our our grill got stolen when I was a kid. Like really? our dog, our grill yeah, was a basketball right. hoop got stolen. Hey, our grill was next to a the basketball pie. hoop. You're supposed to leave a grill and a basketball hoop outside. Those things are outside man. things. <laughs> Not no, our, our gr- bro. and I ain't oh. really live in the hood. Our grill's next to the side of the house. One day, <laughs> me and my brother at home, we hear something scratching on the sidewalk outside. We're thinking, ah, it might be a raccoon. Whatever. <laughs> next day, my dad goes, hey, y'all seen the grill? Oh, no. <laughs> and me and That's Joseph a hard goes, thing to steal. You're what? talking about like a big propane grill? Like it a wasn't a big grill? Pro- it, no, or it was or just like, like a, a little a round, round one. Uh, charcoal grill. 
It's still not an easy thing to sneak off. No, with. but I doubt. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> grill's not that expensive. Why are you going to take ours? I was man, still, I, I was trying to tell Anna, I'm like, not only you leave your bike out where people can steal it, can steal it like you're handing them the getaway vehicle. For sure. Like, dragging a grill down the sidewalk is not that easy. But, like, the bike, perfect. Not only can I steal this thing, I can be gone in about 30 seconds. I remember two specific things that was hilariously stolen. Uh, one, we were living uh, off of 61st in Ashland uh, next to our church. And uh, we have a big parking lot. So my dad put the rim inside the parking lot. Cool. We closed the gate. You locked the gate. We straight. Right. Um, so we play basketball. Right. In the, in the day. This was summer. We go back in the house. My dad comes home from work and was like, uh, what y'all do with the rim? And I was like, oh, no. Nah. They, they stole us. the rim. They got us. <laughs> and the, the funny thing about that one is we are driving down the street and we see the rim. It's oh. right there. And, you know, the neighborhood kids are playing playing on it and stuff like that. So that's the difficulty of growing up in a uh, in a saved household where it's like, hey, they get the benefit out of it. You still play basketball. But I was like, that's my rim, though. It's mine. My rim, though. Hell no. <laughs> Throw this shit over. Hey. That's um, my rim. The, 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 the next funniest thing that I ever seen stolen um, was we had moved from uh, 61st and Ashland to near 79th and Kesey, uh, right off Columbus. And we had a lot of grass. And my dad loved his grass. This is the first time that he get the water grass. It was a thing for him as an adult uh, that he gets to water his own grass in a home that he owns. So for like about a maybe two weeks or three weeks straight, once a week, my dad had to purchase a new sprinkler every week because they would not steal the sprinkler. They will steal the compartment that will make the sprinkler move. So they would leave the sprinkler, but just steal the, the unscrew the, the compartment that would turn the sprinkler. And my dad would be so mad every time. He was like, just take the whole sprinkler. Just yeah, take seriously, the whole thing. what are you doing? What are you leaving me with? Nothing. Nothing useful. I thought you were going to say they stole the grass because didn't that happen to you recently? Yeah, they stole the grass. I had never the heard of grass being stolen. Oh, no, not the, the side. <laughs> he had actual, yeah. Tony had actual grass yeah. stolen. It was, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? Uh, have you seen Fun with Dick and Jane? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he goes, he, he, he goes broke and then he goes around and like steals patches of grass from his neighbors to have, yeah. to have a lawn or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just stole a patch of, of the grass from the church. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of deep from the church? I mean, that is brazen. <laughs> Yo, stealing a patch of grass is like you need that grass more than than the church does. Stealing grass is crazy. Like of all the things that can be stolen, grass, something that grows out of the earth. God made. God made. That's crazy, dog. Yeah, I don't think I would have even known that could have been stolen until Tony. That would have never registered to me that you could steal someone's lawn. Until Tony told me that a couple years ago. Would you guys like a couple of Bears training camp updates before we get into Tony's business trip? Oh, yeah. Sure. Let's do it. 
I have two for you. We don't have any imaging for this, I guess. We have the everything's fine, but that doesn't apply here. So don't 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 hit that tone. We'll get to a point. We'll get to a point where we can hit that. Um, so Darnell Mooney comes in for his press conference on Wednesday. And he looks like unhappy. And Darnell Mooney always looks happy, pretty much. Very upbeat personality. And he's carrying a bag of ice. And I'm like, what? That's weird. Like, usually, guy, I'm sure this guy's all ice, but they don't usually bring it in here. It's for his face. Darnell Mooney has taken a football off the face. His his face, left side of his, his of his face is looking puffy. And he's got like a little red mark kind of in the, uh, what would you call this? Is this an eyelid? Like eye part right socket. under your eye? Socket. The skin like under the right socket. under your eye. There's like this little yeah. red mark. What has happened is he took his helmet off on the field while someone else, while another wide receiver was working on the jugs machine. And this wide receiver, who is probably exactly the one you would guess, did not catch the ball. And it ricocheted off him into Darnell Mooney's face. Ooh, ooh. Well, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Yes, yes, Russell. Uh, was it Valus Jones? Correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he's having a very good camp, by the way. He, he, he's having a very good camp. And Probably he's such a, a, a likable person. That's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> Drop the balls, the muffin punts. <laughs> He's doing very well on that so far. Listen, I, I had a year He's older than Darnell Mooney, by the way. That, that's a fact. That's not a joke. I had a year that's watching 38-year-old rookie, Valus Jones. And until he shows me otherwise, I'm yeah, out. Get, get that old man out of the <laughs> Get your old ass out of here. <laughs> Young dude, Cass. So my you other favorite thing. Last week. <laughs> he might. <laughs> <laughs> My other favorite thing, though, so far has been like, you know how like everything with the Bears is always a little bit off? Like it's never quite right. Like if the Bears served pop, if they served beverages, you it wouldn't be Coke. It would never be Coca-Cola products. You would think, well, you just took my punchline, but you, you would think it'd probably be Pepsi. It'd be like, OK, it's like not quite the the good one, but. You know, it's what the Bears have. Mm-hmm. They're not. They don't even have that. They're below that. They have RC Cola and Dr Pepper stuff. And now Dr Pepper, I'm familiar with, but I don't think I would have known RC Cola was still being made if I hadn't seen it at Hallis Hall. Mm-hmm. Yep. A- and so, an offensive lineman. I can't put this guy's name out there because I don't want him to get in trouble because these are sponsors of the Bears, of the place where he works. But he's walking through to go do a press conference. And he stops and he's looking at this fridge of drinks for the media and he looks at it and he's just got this confused look. This is before he goes in. I happen to be in that same area at the time about to go in too. He's just staring very confusedly at this this cooler full this fridge with one of those glass doors so you can see everything that's inside. And he just goes, what the hell is diet right? <laughs> yep. As one should. Had no clue what that was. And I don't think I would have known either. It was all my Virginia McCaskey's favorites. <laughs> everything. Yo, that's hilarious. Everything there is stuck in the 80s. Yo, I also, you know what else I saw too? I saw y'all got Harold's. 
Oh yeah, they had a Harold's truck. truck. Yeah, they, yeah, they have some food trucks out at uh, training camp. Yeah. But yeah, I saw those prices. I zoomed in. It was four for fifteen. I was like, hey, tripping. Yo, four, four Just go back four, to the four, grid for that, yo. Four wings for fifteen dollars is wild. That's wild. It's like it's like the airport or any other stadium. It's like once you're there, that's the only place you can get food from. So they can get y'all Lake, Lake hey, Forest prices. Hey, I'm I'm gonna tell you right now. Kudos to them. They saw all these white folks. It was like they don't they don't know. They don't know when when they go in Harold's. How would they know? Who's gonna know? That's why you need. That's why you need Herb to tell y'all. Hey, don't 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 do that. Just go <laughs> go 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 out south. Go ahead and get you some Harold's for the for the proper price. But kudos to them to get one over on y'all. That's that's good. Okay, good. I'm glad that delights you so much, Tone. <laughs> glad you're so happy about that. Um, Tony, surprisingly, like I I feel like. This, I'm surprised this hasn't come up yet, Russ. But Tony has done a lot of traveling over the summer by Tony's standards. Uh-huh. Tony went out of town for one vacation and one business trip uh-huh. this summer. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Both, like, if you were setting the over-under on times that Tony would leave the Chicago area for the summer, it would be 0.5. Oh, definitely. And he went way over. Um... So you went like right before Fourth of July to Fort Lauderdale for vacation. Uh-huh. Yep. And like, what's the highlight from that? What should we know about that? Um, a lot of older folks. Uh, a lot of sugar mamas and sugar babies out there. Definitely <laughs> okay. saw that. All right. Yeah. Um, Miami. Don't nobody wear clothes. No. Yeah. And I was like. So y'all just go in restaurants and sit bare cheek on the yes. seats? Yes. That's disgusting. It's what happens down there, man. Uh, okay. Um, the no whole, parking. The, whole, well the whole South Florida region is clothing optional, pretty much. <laughs> how do you? How do you? How do you protect the innocence of the of the childrens? You don't. You nah, don't. You don't. <laughs> no, the kids learn early down there, and mine did as well. You're walking around Miami Beach. You're gonna see some things. You're gonna see everything. <laughs> see everything. Good BBLs. There's, bad there's nothing BBLs. that you won't see. <laughs> nothing left to the imagination. So, uh, but yeah, that's how I learned. Very humid. Uh, the fruit was uh, excellent, though. Okay. Good. I, I enjoyed the fruit. Very, very good. Very tasty. It was hot and humid in South Florida in July. Yeah. You're reporting yeah. that for us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, more recently, you went to Indianapolis for a business trip, which that seems more your speed. If yeah, I said Tony's going to venture out, where is he going to venture out to? Indianapolis sounds about right. It's within a three-hour radius. Um, had you been there before? No, you said you had been there before when Russ asked you last yeah, week, right? Yeah, I've been so, there. So what's what's like business child. trip Tony doing like after hours? You, you, you clock out. You finished everything you need to do at Big Ten Media Days at the football stadium. Mm-hmm. And, and then what? You're going to like an Applebee's and then back to the hotel asleep by 930 or what? Man, I called my wife and I watched some YouTubes and I went to bed because there is zero things to do in yes. downtown and Indianapolis. That's a fact. Everything closes at 8 p.m. So if you hungry, you better eat before 8 p.m. Or you got to go to the local McDonald's or White Castle, one of each in the entire city 
of Indianapolis, uh, which were open, but since everything else is closed, everybody partakes in those places. So a 10-minute trip to a fast food place has now turned to an hour because nothing else is open in the immediate area. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know why that that is that still exists in America in 2023 that everything is closed. I could even get to the Walgreens and the CVS close at eight o'clock. Like how? What if there's an emergency? That that's never been my experience when I'm there for the combine, but maybe they do things differently for the combine because they have a huge event and they got a bunch of people spilling money all over the place for a week. I didn't find nothing. I agree with you that it's not an exciting place to go. It is a very like convenient place to be for a work trip because they have so many hotels and so many restaurants all all like concentrated in one area. Mm-hmm. And they have this skyway system where you can get across downtown without having to go outside if it's like freezing or rainy or something. Isn't that steak and shake by the arena? 24 hours. I feel like that's a like that's a long time like NBA player hangout is to what that they'll go over to the steak and shake, which is which tells you something about downtown Indianapolis <laughs> that like that's where players would be after games. I I enjoyed the stadium. Lucas Oil was hard. It's nice. Like, I, yeah. I could see why winning football was was had there because it looks great. And it feels great. Feels profesh. Uh, I definitely end up like looking down upon everything. That is Soldier Field because I'm like that is a junkyard, and this is what proper footballing needs to be be played in. Feel me? I'm at the point where like I don't even care where the stadium is at this point, but just, there needs to be one. <laughs> Wherever you want to put it, there just there needs to be one. This is one better than that. This is like Oak. This is it's not quite, but it's getting there to like Oakland A's level stadium, Russ. Oh, that's sad. That's sad. It's unsalvageable. Um, you, you do notice that, though, when you go to some of these other places. I think there's some decent cities in the Midwest, like, other than Chicago. I don't mind going to some of these places. But, like, I was in Minneapolis uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was just a lot like what you're talking about, Tone, where it's like nothing's open after 6. It's like the, I, I had been in Chicago the week before, downtown, and it just full of kids, full of people, full of international vis- visitors. And you can't get down the sidewalks. During the middle of a Tuesday or Thursday, and then you go to Minneapolis. At like 10:30, it's like no nobody is in Minneapolis. No one is in downtown Minneapolis other than to work. Nope. And like, there's like Chipotle is closed on Sundays in downtown <laughs> Minneapolis because there's nobody here. You you know what you, you know what my thought was? I feel like what if they saw the news about what was going on in downtown Chicago with the kids? And nothing's going on there, but at their reaction to what's going on to Chicago. They are we shutting down our downtown at eight o'clock now. <laughs> it's that's, 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 it's wild like, because I love Minneapolis. I think it's one of my favorite cities. Um, but yeah, it's one of those where hey, I hope you ate because uh, yeah, you're not getting food after after nine. <laughs> I hope you ate. <laughs> I hope you ate. No, it's bro, and the more you you're get right. around, the more it's just like dog. It's a blessing to live here where I can get. Any type of food I want mm-hmm. at most hours, I can go get a drink. I go, I get the like. There's nothing I love more, and I told you guys this than the late reservation. Yeah, like I'm king of the yep. oh nine o'clock, nine thirty, ten o'clock reservation. Can't do that in Minneapolis. At some of my favorite, you cannot do that in <laughs> Minneapolis. Nope. 
Hey, if you're not in there by seven fifteen, sorry, buddy, you're not getting in here tonight. I was I was in Minneapolis with Grace, and she's twelve, and she is the one that asked me. She's like, "Where is everybody?" There was a not there, here. Was a, there was a, a real point on Wednesday night where I'm looking around. We we just got back. It was a long day. We got there at like eight thirty or something like that. We didn't leave to about five or six. Um, and we just rested for those first couple hours being back and it's getting late and I'm like, I'm looking around and Googling stuff about trying to see like if there's food around and I'm like, am I really going to starve as an adult <laughs> with money? Mm-hmm. Am I really going to starve? Right. It's not like I ain't got money. I got money. I'm trying to give it to somebody. Right. Yeah, nobody will take it. Nobody will take my no camera. That was a legit a... thought I had. I'm like, man, I'm I'm a I'm a starve as an adult. That's like tone. That's like what happened to me that one time when, during the pandemic or whatever when I was in Detroit for Thanksgiving, and nothing's open. I can't find anywhere. And Russ and his family are having this big feast, and he doesn't invite mm-hmm. me to it. But I'm like, am I gonna? What is there gonna be for me to eat? I'm gonna eat Skittles for dinner. <laughs> it's like whatever they got at the gas station. Now they gonna bring it up to me once again once they hear this. <laughs> I, I was about to say, like, well, you know, it all ends well because you got home okay, but you didn't even get home okay. That 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 was, that was by the way, Russ, this was an alarming text that you sent to me the other day. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't it wasn't one of those all it said was like, the tone where it's like, oh, I'll send a nice one after this. No. All it said was, like, Tony got in an accident. Yeah. It was true. Yeah. That's all the information I had at the time. Yeah. Even when I text him, are you okay? He didn't hit me back for like an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> I, I feel like that's an important like, text well, to return to. Yeah. You are yeah, fine. Um, you are fine. Yeah, I'm, for I'm everyone physically, listening, physically before fine, we yeah. get into this, Tony is fine. If you've spent the last 10 seconds holding your breath, Tony is completely fine. Well, yeah. depends on who you ask. But well, yeah. what happened, Tone? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I did most of the driving. I did all the driving there. Um, and then like, maybe 75% of the driving back. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of done with the road right now. I just, just want to just sit and not think about what other people are doing on the road. So we, we ended up switching drivers, uh, me and my coworker. Uh, and you know, we're right. We're like 10 minutes away from the job to drop the company car off like 10 minutes we're we're getting excited because we're about to go home see our loved ones right there so on interstate uh i think i think it's 90 uh heading north um the the road curves a little bit so you kind of got to maneuver with 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 the road it kind of curves around downtown right it curves to the uh to the right if you're coming that way right Yes. Yes. Yeah. You gotta. It, it goes to the uh, right, and then it comes back a little bit left. So we're driving, and she makes the turn. She makes uh, the turn, following the flow of traffic. And as we're curving, I'm looking in the rear view. I'm like, "Is he gonna? Is, is he gonna turn his wheel? Right? Because you gotta follow the road." Uh, and unbeknownst to us, this uh, eight full, fully loaded eighteen wheeler. Uh, is not turning at all. Thus, it's in its own lane, but the, it's you're making the curve, and it's not. And it's not right. So as we're turning, this semi is not, and he is going to hit us, like dead to rights. He hit us. He honks last second, 
turns, changes lanes over to the next one. But as he turns, that's a lot of momentum. You're trying to shift quickly. Uh, the tires scuff the back panel of our vehicle, uh, leaves a scratch along the back door and the back panel, and then knocks off the rear view mirror, speeds off, and keeps going. And we're like, what in the world just happened? <laughs> And so we pull over, we end up going to a gas station, we take pictures and stuff like that. And I'm checking on her. She drove. Uh she was like, Okay, I'm fine. I can I can do this, I can get us back. But man, that was crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And um, man, that's that's all God's protection right there. I I I, I don't they're not particularly religious, uh, the people that we drove with, but I prayed going there <laughs> and I prayed coming back to myself. Yeah. Because I was the one driving uh, for the most part. And I, I thought those prayers were answered. We were covered in that situation. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks, was God, this for, like, was this for, like middle for, of the for night? Looking out. Was this this like, was around like 9 15 at night. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, you never go on another business trip again after that, probably, huh? Uh, no, I killed it over in Indianapolis, man. I, 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 bet I you gotta did. say. I bet you I did. I gotta say. Isn't that a good feeling? I remember, Russ, I don't know if you like ever felt like this, but when I was young, when I was first starting out, that was about as good a feeling as you could have at work, I feel like, was they send you somewhere and you kill it. That flight home from going on the road and killing it is a good feeling. I'm over for it sure. now, but it's a good feel. It was a good feeling at first. No, for sure. For sure. Like the, the feeling of, ah, nah, they don't. They gonna let me. They gonna let me do some more stuff. <laughs> All right. So we recorded this episode uh, before Lizzo put out this current statement about the allegations against her. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. Usually, I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous not to be addressed. There you go. We were in church Sunday, and uh, they had a guest pastor, and he was telling the story of how he met his wife, and like he asked her, or not, or how he started dating his wife, and he asked her, like, hey, can, can you, uh, do you want to get together for coffee on Wednesday? And she's like, and she said, no, I have plans. And his, he goes, I don't know why I said this, I don't know how this was possibly my response, but I said, how about you change your plans? And mm. I looked over at Ashley and I just went, real one. One thousand percent. That is a real one. Before we get to this news story that you want to talk about, Russ, which which is we'll, I'm looking forward to, um, do, should we keep doing Are You a Real One? Like, I want to because I enjoy it, yeah. but I also am conscious of I don't want to uh, run a bit past its prime. Past its uh, its lifespan, like if if it's not if if we've done enough of it that everybody wants to move on, I'm f- I'm fine with that, but I've been enjoying it. Yeah, I'm I'm down to keep doing it. I know we went on a little bit of a, a break a couple of the times. I had somebody lined up and I they had to cancel last minute, but yeah, sure, we could definitely get the the streets have been enjoying it. We okay. can't even if it's not an every week thing. I think people enjoy it, it periodically. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, if you if you're on X or Threads or what's our email address? We have an email address, right? 
Uh, sportsadjacent at gmail.com. All right. If you're on any of those things, let us know if you want to keep doing Are You a Real One? And give and let us know who you want to hear from. We've got a roster of people. We would never run out of people. No. But, but if you want us to get somebody specific, we can try to do that. Let's talk Lizzo, Russ. Go ahead. Oh, man. The, the, the social media streets were ablaze in the last couple of days after uh, three of Lizzo's former dancers filed a lawsuit on her on Tuesday, uh, accusing the Grammy Award-winning singer and captain of her dance team of creating a hostile work environment while performing concerts for her special tour this year. Um, they were they alleged that they were exposed to an overtly sexual atmosphere that permitted that was permitted uh, permeated through the workplace. Outings were uh, focused on nudity and sexuality. That, those were the focal points, according to the lawsuit. And uh, there was also threats of violence hmm. and body shaming uh, alleged by the three plaintiffs. Uh, they said they were Lizzo. <laughs> told one of the former dancers uh, and brought to everybody's attention how she had gained a significant amount of weight uh, and poked fun at her. Uh, and then there was a, a story that they were in Amsterdam and allegedly uh, there were a lot of things going on in the the, 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 the club that they were in. Uh, a lot of, who, how do I say this? Objects going places and Lizzo kind of pushing them into engaging in these things, even if they didn't want to. And so it's kind of wild, man. Like you, you, you read, you really read these, the, what's in this, this lawsuit. And you're like, man, this is, you talk about a hostile work environment. This is not okay. You, then you hear about the, the body shaming from somebody, alleged body shaming from somebody who has been so pro body positivity, etc. And it, uh, it definitely opens your eyes. It, uh, the lawsuit alleges that Lizzo and her production company and her, what did you say? It was like the captain. The of her, captain of the dance team. Uh, the, the hostile work environment includes, but is not limited to, quote, defendants' repeated exposure of plaintiffs to nudity against their will and pervasive habit of sharing lewd fantasies and tales of sexual encounters. Uh, I think this lawsuit was brought forth Wednesday. Is that correct? Uh, As, the first one was Tuesday. Okay. As yeah, of Wednesday night, Lizzo has not responded to this for her side of it, by the way. Yeah, I don't know what you could say at this point besides uh, <laughs> just letting, you, letting your attorney do the talking. Yeah, this is wild, man. It's wild. It's wild. I don't even... I guess we could take it one at a time. Yo. Um, <laughs> the body shaming? Wild. That was the part that got me. I'm like, that allegation is going to be a bad one because, like Russ was saying, she has been. I, I when I think of someone being outspoken in terms of body positivity, Lizzo would be the first person I'd think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, and it it all comes down to you know one thing, right? It's like absolute power corrupts absolutely in these yep. positions where you're untouchable, you have the backing of the world and people tell you to go ahead and, you know, whatever you do is a representation of everything that we wanted represented out in the world. And 
you man, you don't know these people. You don't know who these people are as much as you listen to their music or follow them on Instagram and Twitter. You have no idea who these people really are. So this, you know, idol worship of of these uh, artists, um, it always is going to lead you down a terrible, terrible path. And now, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's okay. Like she's probably under work stress or there's just some stuff. There's There's just no excuse for in terms of your behavior. Like there's just no respect people. Even if you don't like them, like respect respect the people that you hire. I think in, in general, like philosophically, one thing you said about absolute power resonated with me in the sense of I, I've never been this famous or this powerful, but it's logical to me that once you reach a level like that and all of these people's paycheck hinges directly on you, you don't have anybody telling you no. You don't have anybody telling you this is a bad idea or this is wrong Maybe re, like nobody, there is no check on your behavior at that point because everybody works for you. And I, and I think like you, the, the hostile work environment part where like, for, I imagine for some of those dancers, just like, all right, if I have it on my resume that dance for Lizzo, X, Y, Z, this is going to be really good for my career. And if you're the person that rocks the boat, you feel like, okay, well, did I ruin my career because now she won't, you know, give me a good review or whatever, or speak well on my name. And you feel this pressure to have to engage in these things that you otherwise wouldn't. It's what you see in jobs all across the world where people feel like, well, this boss made advances at me and I can't, I don't feel like I could say no because I need this job and I want to advance um, it's it's sad, and, it, and while these things are alleged, like the, people should feel comfortable doing the thing they're passionate about doing. Like I imagine these dancers are super passionate about dancing and want to do it for a long time, and to feel like you can't do that um, because somebody's making you feel uncomfortable is really sad. It is eye opening in terms of what Tony said about like you don't know these people. They they work hard and put a lot of money into crafting their image and this these are just allegations against Lizzo and she hasn't responded to these publicly or in court or anything like that yet but a lot of people learned that lesson with Tiger Woods whenever that was 20 years ago or something like that I, I feel like I feel like I never learned that lesson I feel like I knew that from day one that famous people are not necessarily what they put forth some some will be some are but there's a lot at stake in maintaining these images and there has been a lot Lizzo has been very celebrated for some of her stances and for like just the general positivity and confidence that she puts out there and that is now going to be rattled we'll we'll see how she defends it or responds to it but like that's going to be rattled by this allegation it's a very specific (laughs) allegations very detailed allegations and you know, at this point, you gotta admit uh, what you can't admit and deny what you uh, what you can't deny at this point, um, because just the it, it just seems like the degrading nature that this environment was to these uh, people, these human beings, um, where she felt like because I pay you for to do a work, I therefore own you. Therefore, I need I I will use you 
allegedly, uh, for my pleasure. What is this, Rome? Right? <laughs> what, what are we doing here? <laughs> Where, you know, you, you just make them do whatever you want? Like, no, that's not how this goes. Like, they got to, with, the, with their paycheck, they got to pay their taxes and do all. This is a job. This is a job. And you want to make it feel like an environment because it is a very specific job um, and stuff like that. But it's a job. I shouldn't have to do something outside of what the work, you know, place requires, which is for me to dance. I don't need to do all this degrading stuff to to be a part of the group. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, is is this a is this a criminal lawsuit or is this like civil? Are they suing for like money? Uh, I think this is civil. Okay, I think this is civil. Because that, I mean, that seems like the. She's it, been sued. This is a civil lawsuit. Okay, because I mean it. It seems like because from what the details are, some of this, some of this is assault. Yeah, well, we might get, get there real. eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Russ, you want to do the news? We can. We're going to lead off with Cleveland Browns news, and uh, I think Cleveland Browns news is just traditionally gross uh, to varying extents. Depends what you, you know, there's there's levels of it. Uh, this one is about an airplane that they have allegedly trashed. The Browns okay. were on a United charter flight uh, coming back from, they, they did some off-site training camp in West Virginia before they come back to Cleveland. Some teams do that. The Cowboys do that out in California. Bears used to do that in Bourbonnais. Um, but a, there, there was a discussion on Flyer Talk, which is like a chat forum and uh, about a trashed aircraft. And it was so such a mess inside that it was delayed from its next commercial flight out of Cleveland. And the social media detectives, not that it took actual detectives to figure this out, quickly linked it to the Browns because, A, the plane had just come from West Virginia to Cleveland. And B, there were specialized food menus with the Cleveland Browns logo in CPACs. So it was very clear who was allegedly on this plane. We have to say allegedly because we have to. Uh, it caused a significant delay, like I said, in the, up in the next flight while the aircraft was clean. The pilot apologized to the passengers, saying it was the most disgusting plane he's ever seen in his career. And it was described as, quote, garbage and spilled food and drink everywhere. Here's my thing, man. I've, every flight I've had for the last eight weeks has been delayed. So, yeah, thank you, Cleveland Browns, allegedly. That'd be a fun reason to have your flight delayed. No, that's that's incorrect. No, like, incorrect. Sarcastically, that would be that's oh. an avo- that's an avoidable <laughs> okay. problem. That's yeah, that's not that's not. There's a lightning storm, or there's a mechanical issue. Right. It's that. The Cleveland Browns left nacho cheese on the seats and it had to be steam clean. You know, something. Bro, like, that's like something you do tell kids. Like, don't spill food everywhere and spill yeah. and pop everywhere and yep. cheese on the back of the seat. Mm-hmm. Ah, come on, man. You talking about 100 grown men and staffers, etc. Like, what are we doing? I blame the nasty man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Russ, you go to the gym a lot. Do you ever see anybody famous at the gym? No, not anymore. Not anymore? 
Back when I used to work out at the Lifetime in Orland Park when my apartment was over there, oh, I yeah, would see I, We know who you would see. Don't people. say it. He who shall not be named. Who? Are we talking about Kelly? No, Kells wouldn't work out at, 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 okay. at Lifetime. All right. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Okay. He who shall not be named. That's hilarious. Well, I thought that's what, anytime you go with celebrity sighting <laughs> no, no, no. when you're child. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You're right. Speaking of nasty man, so. Whether it's at the Cracker Barrel or Lifetime. Oh, America's Best. Right. Um, the Rock turned up at a gym at, at an Equinox in Aventura, Florida. And this is just like the perfect The Rock story to me. So he flies into South Florida and he literally rushes to the gym. He gets there 30 minutes before it closes. And he just blows right past the front desk, right to the machines. And just starts going. Everyone that works there is shocked. They're like, who is this person that just rushed through? Just come, just like, you know, hopped the uh, security door or whatever. Just went right past the front desk. Oh, it's The Rock. And he's back there just, you know, doing a rock workout. Yes, doing like whatever you think you do at the gym times 10 because he's The Rock. And uh, it, like it's that important. He's just landed. He needs to get to Equinox. He has no time for your check-in process. Straight to the machines. You'll just deal with it later, probably. Um, the staff is just totally stunned. His two-man entourage, like, you know, explains what's going on to them. And uh, so he crams in this 30-minute workout. They close. He checks in on his way out, which, you know, you're probably not allowed to do at the gym, but The Rock can. Uh, apologizes profusely, like as though it was involuntary that he had to do this. Takes some selfies and hits the road. I love that. If you, I do too. But if you told me that happened at your gym, I wouldn't believe you. I don't think. <laughs> the, the Rock just blew past security, yes. just busted out a thirty-minute workout, full right. sweat, and then apologized, a, took pictures with everybody. Right. I would believe that a, part because that sounds like The Rock. Did he have a membership? Maybe I don't know. That was someone tells me no. Would it have mattered? <laughs> no. Hey, if he got a membership, hey, go tell your that, boy. Got to go. Hey, Dwayne. Uh, uh, yeah, can we get Dwayne great. Johnson to the front? Yeah. That'd be great if Dwayne they were Johnson. checking that, yeah. Like Security will escort yeah. you out. You do not have a membership. We would love to sign you up for a membership. You only have to put a dollar down, but you got to give up off of them weights. Appreciate you. Finally, Russ, an exotic species of rabbit has overtaken a small neighborhood in the Fort Lauderdale suburbs. This is according to the Associated Press. Oh, I'm just there. Lionhead rabbits are all over the sidewalks and streets and yards of Wilton of this neighborhood in a, a little suburb called Wilton Manors. There's up to 100 of these things. And, like, if I show you a picture of what it looks like here from the Associated Press, there's just, like, seven of these rabbits on the sidewalk. That's okay. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, that's like squirrels, basically. And these rabbits are very distinctive. If you see a picture of them, they ha- they they have like a mane, like a lion. That's why they're called lion head rabbits. You see mm. that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you listening, I'm showing Russ a picture of these. Look it up. Google lion head rabbit. They they're distinctive. You would you would notice this. Um, so like a lot of animal problems in South Florida. This seems to be the capital for this in our country. Um, this infestation is traced back to somebody wanting to have one of these exotic pets. And then being done with it and letting it loose. That's why South Florida has Burmese pythons. That's why they have lionfish. 
That's why they have giant African snails. That's why they have iguanas, all these invasive species that people have wanted as an exotic pet. And then when they're done, just be like, "Eh, let's just let this thing loose in the backyard. Right. So uh, the town needs to figure out what to do with these things because they're destructive. They're a nuisance. If they start getting out into busy streets, it could become a traffic issue. And the town approved a plan, a contract with an extermination company to take care of this for eight grand. However, one of the residents of this neighborhood has a heart for the animals. Uh, Alicia Griggs is trying to raise between twenty and $40,000 to have someone extract the rabbits and place them in homes as pets, apparently. Two big problems with that plan. Well, three if you count needing to get twenty to forty grand. Right, right. But two big logistical problems with that. So according to the story in the Associated Press, I've never had a pet rabbit, so I wouldn't have known this firsthand, but vets don't typically treat rabbits. Okay, okay. It's going to be hard to get medical care for a rabbit. And two, they're extremely difficult to take care of. So we're talking about relocating and rehoming a hundred of these rabbits that they're basically telling you it's going to be hard to find people that want them. In the meantime, so while the city of or the town of Wilton Manors, Florida, is giving this woman some time to see if she can raise the money to remove these rabbits humanely instead of exterminating them, these rabbits are doing what rabbits do. They're digging up yards. They're chewing through outdoor wiring. They are pooping everywhere. And they are doing the number one thing rabbits do, which is produce Making more rabbits. two to six babies a month starting at age three months. So right now they got maybe a hundred of these rabbits. But by the time they solve this, there might be so many that it's like this is the next iguana in South Florida. No, nah, I, I would have been like, no, Shorty, you you not you don't have time. No, we're no. We're going to get them out of here. The problem's only going to get worse. I am not usually in favor of. You know, extermination. No, I am. with animals, but I, it, this problem is going to get worse every month. You're done. It's going to. It feels like it's. It feels to me like it's going to take a long time to raise twenty to forty grand for this. Yeah, like yeah, that's not going to be an easy fundraising tax, drive. Tax yeah, it's like, like yo, man. we gotta. We need to take care of this right now. Like we don't have time for Shorty to try to raise forty grand for three months. No, f that. Um. Why can't people just get dogs and cats for pets or fish? Like I, I don't understand the need to get these. I don't understand the exotic need for things. Pets. I, I probably wouldn't have pets either if it was just me, but I understand why people like having animals. I just don't understand why it has to be something crazy that you can't take care of, and eventually you're gonna be like, eh, let's just like let's just let this thing loose and see what happens. Mm-mm. I'm out on that. I'm out on that. That's the news. Yo, I did want to share something really quick with you guys before we uh, before we get out of here. So I, I fly a lot, right, for work, etc. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a United flyer. And I've all one of the things I've noticed recently is that once you get in the air, everything's so pleasant, so polite. The 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 announcements on the 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 uh, PA system are so soothing. It's Welcome to the friendly skies. We've reached our cruising altitude, 30,000 miles or 30,000 feet. We'll be walking around with beverages, snacks of your choice. 
sit back, relax. We're going to turn the lights down low so you can rest your eyes. It's so nice, right? Yeah. And then right when you're about to get ready to land and you begin your initial descent, it goes from really dark in there, nobody saying anything soothing to doom. Hey, get y'all asses up. <laughs> we, we, we getting ready to land. Put your seat back forward. Give, we're coming around the trash bags. It's just like, whoa, whoa. You are coming in hot. How do we go from yeah. welcome to the friendly skies to get y'all asses up. We about to land. The lights go from zero to extra bright. Like I, It's not just on. They're extra bright at that point. It gets restless. And it's crazy. And it makes me so angry. Like, why? Bring, who, who was the person that was on the earlier announcement with the Soothe Bring Bring them back. Because I don't like this this lady screaming at me right now. Oh, my goodness. It's like yeah, when my dad used to wake us up for school in the morning. Yes. Yes. It's like, why is Cheryl Dorsey can we screaming just, Can we just ease back into this? She's like, hey, everybody, we're getting ready to make our final descent into Chicago. It's, hey, we're about to make our final descent. Put your seat back. Yeah. Because <laughs> then now, now Dude, I wake up from if my you don't, nap. If you, don't, if you don't put that tray table up and that seat back within about sir, straight sir. within about 20 seconds, you're going to hear about it's it. It's like, God, bro, I'm doing it. <laughs> Why are yeah, you yelling give, at me? Give me a second. Like, also, by the way, my seat back, if this plan go down, we're dead anyway. Like, I don't think my seat back got anything to do yeah. with that. But fine. fine. Yeah. But fine. No, it's it's... The, the the travel travel's just been wild lately, but uh, that is discouraging to hear you say that because I'm about to hit the part of the year where I travel a lot more for work. I have Doug, I, I, I wouldn't lie to sure. you. I don't think I've been on a plane since like April, maybe or something like that, maybe for the draft. But uh, it's about to start up again, like next week. I wouldn't lie to you, man. And uh, I'm talking like every flight has been delayed at least 45 minutes, whether that's sitting in the terminal or being on the plane for an hour on the runway. And I wake up and we're still on the runway. Like, it, and that's the one where I'm like, dog, we didn't even have to get on this plane. You fall hot. asleep and you wake I, up. Yeah, bro. And you, there's like, nothing worse than Like, no, we haven't even left yet. Bro, that's the one where it's just like, oh, I'll just go to sleep. By the time I wake up, we'll be in the air or getting ready to land. And you wake up and you're like, Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> You're telling me we're still on the tarmac. That's that's the worst. It's wild right now for 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 any airline, not just my the one I choose. It's it's kind of crazy out there. I will keep you posted when I start getting back on them next week. And flights back to being expensive. All that COVID price, yes. all that's it's done for that. It's yeah. shit expensive again. And hotels are way up. I'd say they're gonna, more expensive than it was before COVID. You're going to pay $200 a night to stay at nothing, to stay at a Hampton Inn in the suburbs or something like that. Though. If I could get a hotel in New York for $300, I'm feeling really good. That's not bad. Yeah. No. We sound right. old right now. No, no <laughs> we're just being real. <laughs> the world expensive, man. Like, I see why my don't my you remember when a that. Don't you remember when a can of RC Cola cost a nickel, Russ? Yeah, diet right. <laughs> 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 Mr. Pib, all the old people yeah. drinks. Uh, guys, this was fun. We hadn't done it in a while, but we got the the three man weave back going again, mm-hmm. and I am very, very happy uh, about it. Um, Jason, you you you, you haven't been on in what two weeks? Two weeks since your last pod? 
I think so. That sounds right. Yeah. You feel good? You, you don't. You, did we give you too many minutes coming out the gate here? No, no, I'm good. All right, all right, that's good. I just want to make sure you, you know, you getting that first game back after being off, and you know, maybe we gotta play you 25 minutes instead of the the full 48. So I'm I'm glad you're. Hopefully, I brought it. Yeah, no, no, no. You you, you knocked down some shots tonight. You you did a good job. Um, Tony Gill is presented by Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsandgiggles.com forward slash SA to get 23% off your next purchase using promo code SPORTS. That is promo code SPORTS, the softest sheets on the market. They cup you with a capital C. Uh, they get the get they get all up in there the get department cheesegiggles.com <laughs> forward slash sa promo code sports we're also brought to you by bet mgm uh, get the bet mgm app and place any bet with bet mgm and if you lose you get your money back up to a thousand dollars by using promo code adjacent 1000 that is adjacent 1000 football seasons getting started you can make wagers on that any sport they got it there bet mgm the king of sports books, gentlemen, uh, Tone. Anything before we let the fine folks go? No, just uh, make sure you get your colonoscopies, man. Let's go. Let's get this done. <laughs> go to the doctor, all right? Okay. Thank let you. Let him get in the butt, all right? It's okay. Yeah, You're no, going to be okay on the other side. Yes, yes. Thank you. All right? Let's go. Yeah. Russ is making hand motions now for the listeners. <laughs> I think they heard that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the entry. Uh, I heard the scrape at the end. <laughs> this show needs to be over. Now. This show. This show needed to be over twenty seconds ago. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.